Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Kilowatt. My name is Bodhi, and I am your host, and I am recording this week's episode on Wednesday, November 3rd, 2021, because I have a very busy Thursday and Friday coming up, and I don't know if I'm going to have time to actually, you know, record during those times, and I don't want to leave it to Saturday, so we're going to go ahead and, and record today, so I might miss Thursday and Friday's news. I'll catch up on that the next week. So let's go ahead and jump in. Aptera has ended the alpha production of their three-wheeled vehicle, and they're now moving into the beta production. So Aptera, their pre-production stages are alpha, beta, gamma, delta. Once they get to delta, they're pretty much done. They have a really cool video, and I'll try and remember to put it in the show notes. They have a really cool video of kind of explaining what they learned with the alpha and what changes they've made for the beta, and then they'll test out the beta, obviously, and they'll learn new things that need to be changed, and that'll go on to the gamma and delta, and then it'll be released. And here's a real quick note on Rivian. Rivian's IPO is set to launch next week. Their ticker symbol is R-I-V-N. So if you are an investor and you think you might want to invest in Rivian next week, keep your eyes and ears open. The Ford F-150 Lightning has received over 160,000 reservations. Uh, It'll be interesting to see how many of those reservation holders actually convert to buyers. Actually, I almost put down a reservation today and then I got something in the mail that I was like, well, this is a sign I probably shouldn't put the $100 down. Like I literally had the page open for the reservation for like an hour and a half debating on whether or not I should do this or not. So, and I'll go into that later. Uh, but anyway, yes, it was just very interesting timing. Anyway, the the F-150 is slated to come out sometime in 2022. Even if half the reservation holders actually convert to becoming owners, the Lightning will be sold out until 2023. So, uh, you know, 160,000 when you're looking at Tesla numbers for, for reservations isn't all that much. But legacy automakers don't typically have reservations for their vehicles or vehicles just come out in you know, you can you can pre-order them through, you know, a dealer or whatever. But the way that Tesla does reservations, 
uh, legacy automakers just aren't caught up yet for that. So I think 160,000 is what I'm saying. I think that's a good number. And I would imagine that more people will actually convert from being reservation holders to owners than you would think. CATL is a battery manufacturer that we talk about sometimes on this show. They will be supplying batteries for the Fisker Ocean SUV. CATL will supply Fisker with lithium, nickel, manganese, cobalt batteries, which are those go over typically go in the higher end vehicles, or at least that's what goes into the higher end vehicles for Teslas. Like if you have a Model 3 performance, you're getting those nickel cobalt batteries, manganese batteries. And for the lower end, they're taking kind of a note out of Tesla's model and they are putting LFP batteries, which are the lithium iron phosphate batteries. So Fisker is looking at production beginning sometime in November of 2022. So I'm looking forward. I think the Fisker Ocean is a cool looking car. Other vehicles that Fisker showed off I wasn't really a big fan of, but the Fisker Ocean, I think, looks really nice in it. And I think it's going to do really well. And one more quick battery story here. Factorial Energy is working on the safest solid state batteries for EVs, home storage, and critical applications, according to their website. And I'm not sure what critical applications include. They didn't really go into it. But Factorial claims that their solid state batteries can be dropped into existing lithium ion ion battery manufacturing infrastructure. If you knew how many times I had to start this silly thing over just to say that sentence, um, I'm going with it. That's my best take. Um, Anyway, solid state batteries are safer than conventional lithium ion batteries. Unfortunately, solid state batteries are very hard to build at scale at the level that you need them for EVs, for instance. But factorial in, factorial energy thinks they have it right. There's a lot of really hard words in the story, so bear with me. Um, their claim is that their solid state batteries will not only you know drop into the existing infrastructure, so you wouldn't have to retool or you wouldn't have to retool much your your production facility. It would extend the driving range by twenty to fifty percent, which is a very bold claim. If I'm being honest with you, that is. That is a that that number right there gives me pause to think no it can't. I hope it can, but I've been fooled before. But just because I'm skeptical <laughs> skeptical, God bless it. Just because I'm skeptical, that doesn't mean that Hyundai and Kia aren't skeptical. They have teamed up with Factorial Energy to produce new solid state batteries for their future EVs. For the love of bananas, that was hard. All right. Me way harder than it needed to be. Mesa, Arizona, a city just down the road from where I live. Mesa just announced that their plan is to be carbon neutral by the year 2050. To further this effort, the Mesa Fire Department has purchased the very first E1 Vector. So why is this important? Well, the E1 Vector is actually an electric fire truck. So right now there are three electric fire trucks kind of on the market. None of them have been released yet. You have the Rosenbauer which looks very European in style. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, look up European fire truck and Rosenbauer electric fire truck, and you'll get a good idea of what that's supposed to look like. And then you have Pierce, and I can't remember what Pierce is calling their electric fire truck. Right now they're testing it in Wisconsin, which is where Pierce is um, located. And then you have the E1 Vector, which is the first customizable fire electric fire truck. So why is it important that it's customizable? Well, it's because every fire department has their own little unique needs. For instance, if you work in an area that has a lot of industry, you're probably going to need a bigger pump so you can uh, flow more water. 
And uh, like if you work in an area where there's not a lot of fire hydrants, then you probably want to have a fire engine with a bigger tank, water tank. Honestly, there are so many different configurations based on the city and even within the city itself, based on the area that you're working there, there's just a ton of different reasons to want to customize your fire truck. And it is very expensive to buy a fire truck that's customized. And I'll go into that here in a little bit. We don't have a lot of details about the vehicle itself. E1 did say that you could pump four hose lines at 750 gallons a minute for four hours. Now, four hose lines, um, is it's not 750 gallons per hose line. It's 750 gallons total. And that's actually not that bad. There's not a lot of house fires that we're going to go on that are going to last more than four hours. Now, industrial fires, warehouse fires, that kind of thing. Commercial, we might be uh, operating for a little bit longer. And I'm sure there's a backup generator to make sure that the truck continues to operate on an emergency scene if if need be. The price, I, I'm not a, I'm not 100% on the price here. I thought I read at one point in time in an article that it was $1.8 million. I went back to verify that information and I was unable to verify it. So I don't know what the price is on this. And maybe I read $1.8 million because that included the price of the truck. And then the you have to um, you know retrofit a fire station with this new charging system. So maybe the price included the charging, or maybe I just did not read $1.8 million, and I think I did. Even then, it's going to be very expensive. Like the Rosenbauer EV fire truck is $1.2 million. So just to give you an idea, we're looking at replacing one of the trucks in my station. Um, it's an engine, so it's you know apples to apples here. And I think they're looking at anywhere between seven hundred fifty dollars and $800,000 for this vehicle. So, um, you know, one, if it is $1.8 million and I don't know if it is, but if it is, that is a lot of money. That is two fire trucks worth of money. So I I can't imagine that it's that expensive. I I must've either read something wrong or had some sort of weird fever dream because that just so much money. All right. Last little bit here before we move on to our Tesla news, Lucid Motors has an earning call coming up. And this is November 15th. Is this something that you're interested in me covering in the same way that I cover Tesla earnings call? Even if I get one yes, I'm going to do it. And I might even do it if I don't get a yes, at least the first time. As far as I'm aware, Lucid is the only other fully electric car company that's listed. I know NEO is, or at least listed here in the United States. NEO is. But Neo's uh, earnings calls are in Chinese, and I don't speak Chinese, so I don't I don't usually go over those. Um, but Lucid would be really interesting because they're here in the U.S. I speak English, and they're a, a company like Tesla. They're fully electric, so maybe we can get some really cool information. Maybe it'll be really boring. I don't know. What do you guys think? Should we do it? Should we not do it? I am open for suggestions, or at least maybe we do it the first time, and if it sucks, we we move on and don't do it again. Let me know, Bodie, B-O-D-I-E, at 918digital.com. And you know what? While, while we've got your attention here, let's go ahead and just jump into the updates for the show. I mentioned a few weeks ago that I was looking at getting the logo redesigned for the show to be more inclusive of other electric vehicles, not just Tesla. 
And Allison Sheridan emailed me and she said, you know what? You should put this out to your listeners. I bet you one of them has the skills to design you a really nice logo. If you want to help me out with this, uh, email me Bodie, B-O-D-I-E at 918digital.com. I honestly have a very small budget, but I'm happy to pay you for your services. And since we're here, let's go ahead and talk about our Patreon supporters. It's a new month, so it's a new round of thank yous. We also have a new Patreon supporter. So I'm going to start off with him. I want to thank Jerbo. (laughs) Sorry, the name is really funny. I want to thank Jerbo for being a member of the community. I'm so sorry, Jerbo. Um, (laughs) Sorry. I have a friend. This is why it's funny, because I have a friend named Jerry, and this is how he talks. He kind of talks like Shaggy when he's scared. Oh, Boat, I'm so worried that I'm going to get sued. Um, Anyway, so when when he gave the name of Jerbo, I immediately thought of my friend Jerry, who is, that's just how he talks. And he's a very sweet man, and I love him a lot, but (laughs) it's, I just, I don't know. Anyway, moving along. Jerbo, thank you very much for becoming a patron and uh, supporting this show. I really appreciate it. And joining all of the other Patreon supporters, like, for instance, because I didn't bring up the page here. (laughs) One second. Jeffrey, Steve. You know what? Here's a quick note, too, while I'm digressing. Steve and Allison sent me a cool little uh, Cybertruck Hot Wheels car. And that, friends, was the sign that i should not put the hundred dollars down on the ford f-150 lightning like true story this all happened all today just a few hours ago so thank you very much steve and allison for that neil bruce isaiah anthony howard jessica kirsch peter bruce elon muskie rolando tomaso adam vanilla wafer ryan karen chip Chris, Sierra, my Sierra, Dale, Don, Cameron, Nate, Mark, and James. Thank you all very much for supporting the show. If you want to join these folks and support the show and get an ad-free experience, go to patreon.com forward slash kilowatt or support kilowatt.com and uh, join us. I don't know if you could tell, but I'm, I'm kind of in a silly mood tonight, and uh, I don't know if it's coming across. I'm trying to keep it all together here. Uh, but I feel like it's slipping out and I'm having our time pronouncing things and I'm just laughing at the the weirdest stuff. I'm just, I don't know. It's just a weird night. All right, Tesla news. The Model 3 Standard Range Plus is now known as the Model 3 Rear Wheel Drive. <laughs> I'm so, it's, words are so hard, folks. Anyway, Rear Wheel Drive. Um, this makes sense. Last week when I was talking to you, uh, about the price increases on the vehicles, I was thinking to myself, I don't know if I mentioned this on the show, but I definitely thought it, why do we still have the standard range plus when there's nothing underneath it? It's just such a weird naming convention. It just should be called the model three. Well, they now call it the model three rear wheel drive. Got it this time. The 2022 versions of the Model Y and Model 3 are getting a little range bump. The new Model 3 rear-wheel drive now gets a 10-mile range bump to 272 miles. Unless you have 19-inch wheels, and then you only get a 5-mile bump to 267 miles. And the other versions of the Model 3 and Model Y received around a 5-mile on average range bump. So pretty cool. It's not like the most amount of range you could possibly get in a vehicle, but it's still cool that it's it's a bump nonetheless. 
Tesla has launched a new home charger with a J1772 plug, which will work with all EVs in North America, which is totally off-brand for Tesla, but still really cool. This is basically a Tesla Generation 2 home charger with a J1772 plug. So if you own a Tesla, you can still use this charger at your house, but you just need to use an adapter with it. But if you own a Tesla or two Teslas, they recommend getting the Gen 3 home charger, which has built-in Wi-Fi. The J1772 charger will cost you $415, and the Tesla third-generation home charger that will actually charge your Tesla, if you have one, will cost you $500, just in case you're curious. We mentioned last week that Hertz was buying 100,000 Model 3s from Tesla and possibly more. The stock went crazy, and then Elon took to Twitter and basically said, hey, look, if any of this stock craziness has anything, I'm paraphrasing, to do with the Hertz deal, no binding contract has been signed yet. So he said the Hertz deal has zero effect on our economics. And then they also mentioned that Hertz isn't even getting a a deal on the vehicles. Like Hertz has to pay the same price that everyone else has to pay. There's no discount is what I'm saying there. So the stock price kind of halted. It didn't go down much. It didn't go up much. It's just kind of in that general range of, you know, at the time of this recording, $1,202.63. Not too shabby. Uh, as a as a general rule, that's a pretty good stock price. But yeah, so that's uh, Elon. Moving on, Tesla has taken delivery of some of its battery cell manufacturing equipment at Giga Texas. I say some because it appears that the equipment is meant for Tesla's anode line one. Words hard for Tesla's new forty six eighty battery cells. So if you're curious, the anode is the negative or reducing electrode that releases electrons to the external circuit and oxidizes during the electrochemical reaction. That was not, that did not come up with that off the top of my head. And the cathode is the opposite of what the anode is, basically. So pretty cool. We're getting close at Giga Texas. So close. I'm very excited. We have some recall news here from Tesla. Tesla is recalling close to 3,000 Model Ys and Model 3s built between the years of 2019 and 2021. Tesla service departments have reported 39 instances of front suspension lateral link fasteners. They were either loose or they are missing entirely. So from what I've read on this, it doesn't seem like a big deal. It's definitely important that you get it corrected. And it's probably a big deal if you're one of these 3,000 owners. The biggest issue is the car would be less predictable during turning or braking, according to the article I read, which seems to me, it seems like that's less predictable is pretty important, uh, depending on your definition of less predictable. But the other call has recall, excuse me, has to do with a little safety issue. And this time it was for 11,704 vehicles and the problem was a false automatic emergency braking event and forward collision warnings. This occurred right after an update. And Tesla has released another update to fix this issue. And from what I understand, this is a recall because it has to do with a safety feature. And that's that's really important. And Tesla wants people to um, realize that this is something that they need to update soon. 
This next story is only for people who live in China, which if my analytics for this podcast are 100% correct, <laughs> no one in China listens to this podcast. So uh, everybody else just kind of plug yours for the next 45 seconds or so. Tesla is now offering financial leasing in China. So Chinese customers can purchase a new vehicle with zero down. After the lease has run out, the owner has the option to purchase the lease outright or the vehicle outright. This is similar to other leases that at least we have here in the United States. The thing about Tesla is this lease is much more flexible. Customers can put down anywhere between zero and 50%. And the length of the lease can be anywhere between 12 and 60 months. So I don't know if this is something they're going to bring to other places or if this will stay in China. We'll we'll kind of have to see, but definitely going to keep our eye on this for sure. Uh, At the earnings call, Zach Kirkhorn had mentioned that they're trying to you know, new ways to get customers into a Tesla easier. So I don't know if this is one of those ways that they're, they're trying out, but uh, I mean, just speaking purely from a selfish consumer side, I would much rather you lower the price than offer me a really cool lease that I can customize. Just lower the price. I'll be happy with that. Moving on two more stories here in the, In the category of why wasn't this a thing before, Tesla is adding a chime whenever traffic-aware cruise control is either engaged or disengaged. Since I don't have a Tesla, this seems a bit strange to me that this alert wasn't already there. Like you should know when your car is engaged in the traffic-aware cruise control, but more importantly, you should know when it disengaged. I'm sure that there is some kind of a notification on a screen. But since I don't have a Tesla, I'm not sure. If you own a Tesla, please let me know. Bodie, B-O-D-I-E at 918digital.com. Uh, what happened before this update when the traffic aware cruise control would engage or disengage? Just curious. And let's see. And if you don't like this setting, you don't want the chime, you can go into the settings and disable it. However, if you do that and you get into an accident... And let's even go a little bit further. The accident was actually the fault of the other person, but you were allegedly in traffic con- traffic aware cruise control and it disengaged and that's what caused the accident. If you had that chime turned off, did you technically turn off a safety feature that may have prevented the accident? I don't know. These are just questions that I have. I'm sure there's somebody out there who does know, but leave it to me to take a simple story and make it into a more complicated problem. And we are now on to our last story of the week, which special thanks to Allison for pointing this out to me. Tesla is moving driver profiles from the vehicle to the cloud. Now, this was uh, reported in a software update, and the alleged uh, service is called Vehicle Sync. I don't know why I said that so weird. Vehicle Sync. Good Lord. Um Elon has mentioned in the past that this is something that they're working on. So this isn't a huge surprise, but there are a bunch of reasons, a bunch of really cool reasons to do this. Some of them are maybe you have two Teslas in your household and you want the latest settings. If you're going to be in your partner's vehicle and you want the latest settings, your latest, your personal latest settings in your partner's vehicle, you can get in there and and the car is pretty much set up for you. The same thing goes if you rent one of Hertz's mini Model 3s. Or if you happen to work for a company that's got a bunch of Teslas and they're all fleet cars and you want it to be set up just for you, same with Turo, maybe for robo-taxis, 
You can choose how aggressive you want the car to drive once that's a thing. You can turn on your favorite music and control the climate from your phone. And you can just you just sit in the back seat. You don't have to touch the screen or anything. You just sit in the back seat, you enjoy your drive, and you know, you have all of the control at your fingertips. All right, everybody, that is our show this week. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for being patient with me when I was struggling with simple words like rear wheel drive. Uh, that's one that gets me every single time. And the problem is, is I have a big tongue. I have a, 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 a very fast moving mind, even if it doesn't make a lot of sense when the information is processed through my mouth. Um, and my brain skips ahead and my my mouth hasn't quite finished the thought yet. So that that's why I have such a hard time. Anyway, yeah, um, too much information there. If you want to email me, it's Bodie, B-O-D-I-E at 918digital.com. You can find me on Twitter at 918digital. And then, yeah, I hope everybody has a wonderful week. Thank you so much for listening.